So, you want to ride a motorcycle? Well, you've come to the right place, because this is the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle Podcast. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm your host, Chris Geis. Today is April 12, 2019, and this is episode number seven, Old Man Slacker and Motorcycle Philosophy. My last two episodes were interviews with motorcyclists who are playing a major part in the Women Riders World Relay, or WERWER as it's known. I really enjoyed doing those episodes, recording them, and interviewing the people I had on the show. And I want to be doing a lot more interviews in the future. And I actually have a lot of different people interested in coming on the show. I just have to work out getting everything coordinated. So please stay tuned and subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any of the future episodes uh, that will come out where I'm doing interviews. I'd like to start out by giving a couple shout outs. So first, uh, a shout out to Jeds from Jeds Moto. Uh, I've gotten to know him through the Slack channel, kind of the uh, collaboration uh, application uh, for the creative, I'm sorry, not creative, for the Cafe Racer podcast and ADV podcast. He's got uh, a YouTube channel, um, and he recently did released his episode 16 titled Season Plans, in which he uh, gave a mention of my podcast. So, Jeds, I really appreciate that. He and I have not met in person yet, but we're hoping to work that out in the next month or two and actually do some writing together. He's got a really great philosophy towards life and, and actually kind of fits in with the, with the subject of this podcast episode. So I'm definitely going to be interviewing him on an upcoming episode. We just kind of need to sort out schedules and work it out and just need to fit it in with everything else that I'm doing, but we're definitely going to do that. And then also want to give a shout out to Rich Warfield Jr. from the Loud Pipes podcast. Uh, in his recent episode 155, The Spoken Wheel, Helmets and Other Gear, he had uh, actually a panel of other podcasters, um, including his co-host John and Ted from The Motorcycle Men and Sir Mike from Shut Up and Ride podcast and Liza from The Motorcycles and Misfits. And I believe that was everyone. I hope I didn't leave anyone out. Uh, but it was a really good episode in which they were talking about various aspects related to gear. And uh, Rich did mention my episode number two, To Gear or Not to Gear, in which I gave some of my thoughts and opinions on motorcycle gear and et cetera. So definitely check out the Loud Pipes podcast and uh, give a listen to that episode. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. And if there's anything more you need to know or want to hear about the subject of gear, any questions you have, I will be doing an upcoming episode again on gear, which I had mentioned uh, some things I wanted to cover that I didn't quite get to in the second episode. But uh, I've just been having a lot of fun doing interviews and whatnot. And uh, this is an episode that was really wanted to kind of get out first so but but that will be coming so just uh, stay tuned for that one i also have some listener shout outs i'm, I'm not going to do in this episode i will be doing in an upcoming episode i just have a feeling this this episode is going to be a little lengthy and so i just uh, didn't want to make it uh, too long time wise but to any any listener who's uh, you know sent me a message or an email or a Facebook message or or anything like that, drop me a communication in some form or another. I do read it all. Um, I do appreciate it all, and and I will be uh, kind of giving answers and shout outs as soon as I can. I did want to mention that uh, I do now have listeners in thirty two countries, which I thought was really cool. 
And uh, with the six episodes I've released so far, I've got almost 2,200 podcast downloads. So I definitely appreciate everyone who's downloading and listening to the podcast and helping to spread the word. It, uh, it's actually very rewarding to just see the uh, activity when you release a podcast. It's kind of interesting. Like radio, you know, traditional radio, podcasting is interesting because it's kind of a one-way communication channel where you just get in front of a microphone and you talk and you give your ideas and you publish it and you put it out there and you're not quite sure, like, is anybody listening or who's listening or they like it, they don't like it. So I do appreciate everyone who's listening and all the feedback that I'm getting. Um, you know, I appreciate the you know, the, the hey, boys way to go. It's really appreciated, of course. And I also appreciate the constructive criticism because I do want to keep making this the best podcast I can. So today is a special day. It's actually my birthday, so April 12th. So I thought I would do this episode that I've been considering doing for a while. Also, I uh, kind of had a busy schedule lately. I'm going to be going to the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas this weekend for the MotoGP and Moto America motorcycle races. And Gene and I are finally taking a little time off and going on a well-deserved vacation to Hawaii, where we're going to get a chance to visit her daughter, who's been living there for a couple of years, and, uh, and her boyfriend. So yeah, I know rough life. Yeah, get going off to Hawaii, it's, it's real difficult, you know, kind of first world problems. But uh, it's been a little hectic just getting ready for these trips and everything. So I didn't have a chance to set up interviews, which, uh, I, like I said, I will be doing more interviews. But So I thought uh, tonight would be a, a good, good opportunity to do... Uh, this podcast because the the topic the topics are kind of near and dear to my heart. All right, so why the topic of motorcycle philosophy? Well, that my friends is a very good question. Um, I'm not exactly sure what prompted me to want to do it. Uh, it's just something that occurred to me that would be interesting to talk about. Now, evidently, motorcycle philosophy is not a unique idea, and that may not surprise some of you. I did a little quick Google, and I did come across actually a website, MotorcyclePhilosophy.org, which I hadn't previously known was out there. It uh, looks like someone who was talking on this subject, the motorcycle philosophy, or at least his, his viewpoint on it, his last blog entry was August 2017, so... I, I don't know if he just stopped writing on the blog or maybe got on to other things, you know, other activities, or maybe started a new blog. I'm not quite sure. Uh, and the contact form on his blog page is disabled, so uh, I have to poke around. Maybe there's an email address or something I can contact him. But anyway, it looked like some interesting material there. I, I didn't read any of it yet, but just kind of going through, it just looked like he had some interesting things to say. So you could check that out. And then the other thing that comes to mind, as many of you have probably heard of this book titled Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. The subtitle is An Inquiry into Values. Uh, it was written by Robert M. Piersick and first published in 1974. And I have not read the book yet. I actually want to. And when I've had a chance to do that, I will talk about it in an upcoming episode. But according to Wikipedia, it is a work of fictionalized autobiography and is the first of Piercing's texts in which he explores his metaphysics of quality. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that is, uh, but I guess when I read the book, I'll find out the metaphysics of quality, but it sounds kind of interesting. Uh, and it goes on to say that the title is an apparent play on the title of the 1984 book, Zen in the Art of Archery by Eugene Harrigal. 
In its introduction, per- I'm sorry, Pirzig explains that, despite its title, quote, it should in no way be associated with that great body of factual information relating to Orthodox Zen Buddhist practice. It's not very factual on motorcycles either, end quote. So at any rate, it's, it's a book I've heard of. It's something I've always kind of thought, hey, it'll be kind of cool to, to read. So I will definitely be checking that out. If any of you have read it, hey, write in and let me know about it. Let me know what you thought, what you liked, what you didn't like, and uh who knows, if, uh, if it's something you're interested in, maybe I'll have you on the show and we'll talk about it. Okay, so good. So motorcycle philosophy. So now let's get on to the next question. So who is Old Man Slacker? Okay, well, you, you've probably heard me mention it on the episode, I'm sorry, on the podcast. I'm not quite sure, but I've definitely been using it on my YouTube channel when I've recorded videos there on Facebook and etc. So this is a nickname that I adopted for myself and kind of the reasoning behind it was kind of to poke fun at myself a little bit, and I'll get into that in the the details in a little bit. But it just had to do with um, doing what I could to not take life too seriously, and that's like I said, just kind of poking fun at myself. Now, I can't claim it as a biker name because I understand by tradition, a biker name is something that's given to you by other people, like your buddies, people you ride with, that kind of thing. I don't know the, I haven't researched it. I don't know the whole lore or philosophy of it. If someone does, you know, by all means, write in, send me an email, you know, etc. But uh, so I, I don't claim it as a biker name, but it's just kind of a nickname that I adopted for myself. And there's actually a story behind it. So let me start with the slacker part. So a little background. So as I've mentioned, I'm a listener of the Loud Pipes Motorcycle Podcast, and they use an application called Slack that many different podcasters use. It's basically a collaboration platform. It kind of allows you to have an online chat, kind of like what you have with Facebook and applications like that, where people can share messages on on the different topics, you know, different subject areas and pictures and videos and audio and, and that kind of thing. But, it, you know, it's private, you know, it's, it's a private group. So it's, it's just for that particular podcast. And many podcasts use it kind of as an, an add-on or a value add-on so that people who, you know, help support the show by, you know, paying a, a monthly donation fee or something like that, you know, have, have a value add, you know, community that they can participate in. So anyway, so Loud Pipes had um, introduced this new contribution level on Patreon, which is a website I've mentioned before that's geared towards helping content providers communicate with their listeners and for listeners to financially support the content providers that they that they like, that they listen to or whatever happens to be or that they watch like on YouTube and such. So they introduced this new level called the Slack Pack. And the idea was that, you know, people who contributed to the Slack Pack were helping fund some expansion that they needed for the Slack application, you know, for the for the different podcast listeners. And so one of the quote unquote rewards of joining the Slack Pack, which which I did, was you could pick your own name, your kind of your own nickname. And then, you know, when when Loud Pipes, when they, they mentioned the supporters, you know, of the Slack Pack, they they mentioned your name, right? So Old Man Slacker is the name that that I chose. So Slacker is just related to being a part of that Slack Slack pack, not snack pack, slack pack. Okay. So now what about this old man part? Okay. So in my earlier years, when I, when I was younger, I always had the idea that I would live to be at least a hundred years old. Now, I don't know where that idea came from. It was just a feeling that I always had just this, the certainty that, I don't know, things were always going to go well and I was always going to be healthy and and I was going to live to be at least a hundred. But it was curious that when I got into my late forties, I started to kind of lose that belief, and honestly, I started to feel old. 
And it was funny. I remember watching TV late at night with Gina, and uh, sometimes a commercial would come out, come on for one of those hover rounds, you know, the mobility scooters. And I would joke with her about wanting to get one, you know, and it'd be all tricked out with like pinstripes and mag wheels and, you know, chrome and all that kind of stuff. And this was this was before I bought my first motorcycle. Now, in part, I was just joking, but later thinking back about it, in part, I realized I was feeling my age. I was starting to feel my age, and it's kind of why I was starting to joke about that. You know, and, and by the way, right, so this is nothing against, you know, there, there are people who use hoverrounds and mobility scooters, and they need them generally to, to get around. So this is, I'm not trying to uh, poke fun at anyone that needs one or uses one, but, but the point was the fact that I was having this thought about, you know, at least partly in the back of my head, you know, needing a hover round, I was like, okay, something's not good here. I'm starting to feel old. So I then bought my first motorcycle, the Vulcan S, and then I started to see photos of me on it. And when I saw the photos, you know, it was kind of one of those things, right? You know, you have a certain image of yourself and then you see photographs and it doesn't always match the image. So it made me very aware of the, of the belly that I had begun to develop again, you know, couple times in my life I've lost weight and so I had started to gain the weight again and I kind of looked at the photos and I was like you know what I really don't want to be the heavy guy on the cruiser I want to be the in-shape guy on the sport bike now you know if if you're a heavy guy on a cruiser this is nothing against you I'm I'm not trying to be insulting or anything like that that's not the point because to each his own and you know we all have to live the way we want to live but the point is for me I was like that just doesn't fit my image of of who I want to be and and in particular because like I said I was just starting to feel old and I was just starting I don't know I was just like aches and pains and moving around wasn't as easy and you know I would do some work in the garage or around the house and feel a little tired and whatever so it it was just more that it wasn't so much the, the body image thing it was just starting to feel like out of shape and being like okay I need to do something about this. But I guess the main thing was just, you know, looking at photographs and, and whatever. I, I just realized that I, it just wasn't me. It just wasn't where I wanted to be at this point in my life. You know, it's, that's a few years ago. That's, uh, you know, I'm 56 today. So that was a couple of years ago. It was, you know, 52, 53, something like that. So anyway, so I decided it was time to lose weight again, which I did. Um, it's the third time that I've lost a substantial amount of life. I'm sorry. Let's do that again. A substantial amount of life. Lost a substantial amount of weight. There we go. That's better. Uh, and uh, I did it the way I had in the past, which was uh, using the Atkins diet, which is basically a uh, low-carbohydrate, high-protein diet. That's not what the show is about, but if you're interested at all, uh, I definitely suggest you read the book. I believe it's called The Dr. Atkins New Diet Revolution. A lot of people think they know what that diet is, uh, but they have never read the book. And just like anything, if you want to know what something is, you have to go to the source, you know, find out from the person who actually wrote the book and developed it and see actually what they said. And actually what, what he talks about makes a tremendous amount of sense uh, when, when you read the whole thing and you understand his approach. Anyway, so that's not about his book, but I'll put a link if, if people are interested in checking it out. So anyway, so I decided to lose the weight and over a period of time, I don't remember exactly how long it was, could be six months to a year, something like that. I lost 40 pounds. So I went from 240 pounds to about 200, which is like about where I'm at now, give or take, you know, it fluctuates a little bit. But the main point is that after doing that, I felt a lot healthier and I felt a lot more energetic. So, and strikingly that 
attitude of, hey, I'm going to live to be 100 or more, and who knows if I really will, right? But just that that thought, that idea came back. So so it, it wasn't just a physical change. There was also an emotional change and, you know, kind of a way I was thinking about myself and about life, which was really kind of cool. So picking up this old man was just kind of a way of looking back at that and poking fun at that period of my life where I honestly was starting to feel old. Now, you know, here I am 56. I don't feel like I'm in my 20s anymore, but quite honestly, I feel good. I feel fit. I feel pretty healthy, you know, and I'm able to do most of the things I want to do. Yes, I could definitely get in more shape and whatever. That's something for another another topic. I do uh, want to plan on getting back to bicycling and uh, maybe mountain biking and whatever just to build back my, you know, my cardio and all that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, the point was I, I did start to feel better again. Okay, so back to the slacker part of old man slacker. So that, again, just kind of trying to poke fun at myself. So I, I'm trained as an engineer. I have a bachelor's in electrical engineering, and I studied computer engineering. And then uh, when I went into the professional world, I basically became a software developer. So I, I write computer software for a living. And and those things, engineering and writing computer software, takes, like a lot of different things in life, a certain amount of organization and and discipline to do it well. So the fact that I'm sometimes kind of a type A personality lends itself to doing that kind of work. So the term slacker kind of pokes fun at that, right? So in many ways, you know, if you if you met me or you saw how I approach things in life and how detail-oriented I could be and, you know, how I like to dot my I's and cross my T's kind of thing, you'd kind of think I was the last person to be a slacker. So it was kind of just a way of, uh, of poking fun at that. And then finally, the, the reason Slacker fit is because when this whole thing came up to support this Slack pack on Loudpipes, I was actually the, the last person of the, of the people who had expressed an interest to actually sign up and become a Patreon supporter supporting Slack pack. So I kind of felt like I was the slacker of the bunch. And so, so that's where we get old man slacker. And I, I don't know, I just kind of liked it. I didn't have a biker nickname. I was like, okay, I'll just kind of adopt this. It's how I refer to myself on uh, YouTube videos and things. And like I said, it's just kind of a way of having a little fun and not taking life too seriously and poking fun at myself. And, you know, I don't know, maybe it catches on, maybe, maybe it doesn't, but people have started to come to know me as old man slacker. So I guess maybe it fits. So that explains the name old man slacker. So now what about this whole thing of motorcycle philosophy? So the idea I guess, is to me that, that motorcycling is about much more than just the machines that we ride and the rides that we take. Now, I love the machines. You know, I love the mechanical aspects. I love the metal. I love the wrenching. I haven't done a great deal of work on motorcycles, but anything I, I have done, you know, installing luggage racks and, you know, re redoing things and, you know, putting in a new headlight and wiring and, you know, hooking up so I could have my heated gear, you know, nothing, nothing major, not doing engine work or anything like that yet. But, but I do enjoy that physical, that mechanical aspect of like working on the bike. I actually feel like it kind of helps you bond with the machine and you become more familiar with the machine, you know, and et cetera. And for sure, I love technology. I mean, that's, that's how I make a living is with technology. I love hearing about the latest stuff. You know, I love learning about, you know, anti-lock brakes and, you know, <clears throat> cornering ABS and you know, all this kind of stuff and then a wheelie control. And I think about, wow, you know, what does it take to write the software to do that kind of stuff? So I love that kind of stuff. And for sure, I love the riding and the experience of riding. 
but the thing is that you know life to me is composed of of many different aspects and that includes the physical side like i just talked about the machines themselves then there's kind of the the mental the thinking side you know how we look at things how we think about things you know those rational kind of processes where we weigh the pros and cons and we judge things then there's the emotional side right and and there's a aspect of motorcycling that's very emotional i mean you know you motor a motorcycle is not necessarily the most sensible or or practical practical in certain ways but the most sensible vehicle to have right we we all know we all talk about the risks associated with riding a motorcycle you know you're very exposed when you ride a motorcycle that's why we have gear and that's why you train and we do all these different things but the point is there's an emotional aspect to it it's like you know, you go into the showroom and you see a fifteen, twenty thousand dollar motorcycle, and you want to figure out how you can throw down the money for it. That's not necessarily a very rational or well thought out thing. It's just kind of an emotional thing, and that's fine. You know, that that's fine. There's just an emotional side to it. And then finally, you have the spiritual side. Now, different people, you know, will have different ideas and opinions about that. You know, some people connect with the idea of a spiritual side of life some people don't and that's fine to you know to each his own but for me you know there's there's those four aspects so the physical the mental the emotional and the spiritual so my argument is that motorcycling embraces all four of these aspects of life and it's actually the spiritual part or aspect of it that i think i enjoy the most now as an example uh, last year, Gene and I went to an antique motorcycle show. You know, it was all, all years, you know, any, anything. I think there were things as early as like the 1920s, but, you know, and, and up through like the 80s and things like that. But the point is that we were in the parking area. I think it was after, I'm not sure. We arrived when we were leaving, doesn't matter. But uh, we were hanging out by the bikes. I think we were getting ready to leave. And a family came up with two little kids. And this little girl... I don't know, she was maybe six, seven years old, took one look at my bike, it was on the, the Z900 RS, and her eyes just like lit up. Like, it was just like the expression of of life and livingness that just came into her face was, was just amazing. And so I looked at her and I was like, you know, hey, would you like to sit on the motorcycle? You know, and I looked at her parents like, yeah, that'd be cool. So she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you know, lifted her up and sat her on the motorcycle. And, you know, her parents took pictures of her on the motorcycle. Now, I don't know. You know, maybe she'll never get into motorcycles. Maybe she will. You know, maybe someday when she's old enough, she'll start riding. And, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll bump into her 20 years from now and then she'll have a really cool motorcycle. But the point is that what happened there. And, and kind of that connection that I felt with that little six, seven-year-old girl was something spiritual. I mean, yeah, you could say it's emotional, but it, it had nothing to do with like the motorcycle itself or the, the metal of the motorcycle or the technology of the motorcycle. There was a connection. I guess that's my point. And that connection is something that's not just physical, you know, and it's not just thought it's not just thinking it it's it's kind of spiritual and at least that's that's what i got so that that's kind of the thing i'm talking about you know or even like the example of you know seeing an old man in a wheelchair you know and then he's just kind of sitting idly by and enjoying the sunshine or whatever and you know you, you have a motorcycle nearby that starts up has a really good exhaust and makes an awesome sound and you know he just starts to giggle and laugh like that's what i'm talking about like 
the ways in which motorcycles can kind of tickle our souls, if you will. You know, maybe that's an odd expression, but that, that's kind of how I see it. So like there's this spiritual side to it. You know, they're, they're, these are things that we respond to, but it's not just in a rational way or necessarily a thought out way or something we really think about. These are just things that exhilarate us and, and things that kind of transcend, transcend the physical and the logical side of life. So my view is that the friendships that we form and the feelings that we get when we ride with a good riding buddy are things that are spiritual in nature. It's more than just the, the metal and, you know, in some cases, plastic. Maybe if you're, not if you're a Harley rider, but for me, it was a Kawasaki owner, it's some plastic. But it's more than just the metal and plastic in the motorcycle, and it's more than about the environment that we're riding in. Now, as I think about it, I realize that one of my goals with this podcast is to help people enjoy and experience that part of motorcycling, this spiritual side that I'm talking about, the people side, the friendship side, this spiritual side. So that this leads me to how I finally came to starting this podcast, because it's something that I've been thinking of for quite some time. And, you know, in part, you know, I, I had been on some podcasts as a guest, and then I started to co-host on uh, the Throttle podcast. You know, Kevin had invited Kevin McKinney had invited me on to be a co-host, and and part of it was just really, you know, just wanting to get up to speed, learning about it, learning about podcasting, you know, getting comfortable with 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 talking, you know, quote unquote, on the air. So there was kind of that part of it that was just it just made sense to kind of do step by step. But I always wanted you know, ever since I started listening to podcasts, I wanted to start my own podcast. And, and part of it was I was kind of dragging my heels and I was kind of just not doing it. And the thing that kind of was the, the turning point for me on that is uh, back in, in early February, my, my dad passed away and the, the family was with him on, on his last day, which was good. I mean, you know, of course it, it always sucks when you lose somebody, but at least I take some comfort in the family having that, you know, having had the chance to say goodbye and, and for him to say what he wanted to say. But the point is that, and I don't remember the exact words that he used, and I guess maybe it's not that, that critical, that important, but the thing I got from him, the thing he communicated, the thing he expressed to me was, you know, don't waste your life waiting to do the things that are important to you. You know, have a purpose in life and, you know, Decide on your purpose and pursue that purpose and, and don't let things get in the way and, and don't hold back for whatever reason. Just do it and just live it and experience it and enjoy it. And maybe in part, you know, he didn't mention anything specific. Maybe in part he had certain regrets about things he had wanted to do and didn't. But the point is that that really stuck with me, that, that message that he had for me. And so when I looked at it, I was like, yeah, you know, he's absolutely right. You know, there's this thing that I've been wanting to do, start this podcast, you know, to help others enjoy the, the sport and activity of motorcycling as much as I do. And it was kind of the, the, the kick in the pants that I needed to, to really get going on it. And in part, because I was like, wow, you know, while it's, it's always rough losing someone, it was kind of like, well, maybe this gives his loss some meaning because, you know, yeah, of course, it would have been nicer if I had started this while he was still alive and he could have listened and he could have enjoyed it, you know, even though he's not a motorcyclist. But still, it, it kind of, to me, was like, wow, like, I, I can take something from my dad and his life and what he said and make it something meaningful by, you know, finally getting off the ground this thing that I've really been wanting to do. 
So, so this podcast that I'm doing, you know, all the episodes, this podcast is really dedicated to the memory of my dad and, and what he showed me and taught me about life while, you know, he was here with us and the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, maybe the, the courage or the, the initiative or the, um, like the motivation to like, just really, really get out and do it. And so that's something I kind of, I will always, you know, I'll, I'll carry with me till, till the day I die. Um, just, I don't know, it was just, just a really valuable thing he imparted to me and, and something I'll always remember him for. Now, on this idea of motorcycling philosophy. So to me, motorcycle, in the final analysis, is about a community, a brotherhood, and a sisterhood of people that understand one another and look out for each other and have each other's backs. Now, yes, you find that among other groups of people, that there's no question. I mean, there there are lots of different groups and communities of people within the society. And you'll find that in other places. But I belong to and have belonged to a lot of different groups of people. And many of you, I think, will understand this, especially you know people who've been into motorcycling for some time. There's just something special about bikers. I don't know exactly what it is. And maybe in the course of doing future episodes, I'll help uncover it. And maybe some of you have some input on it. But there's something about that the people that are drawn to motorcycling and, and the adventures that motorcycling leads to. I, there's something unique about them. You know, there's a certain spirit of life that there's a certain, um, I don't know, yearning for freedom and, you know, uh, not accepting the de facto standards and, and kind of doing things on their own. And maybe that's kind of the thing that intrigues me about it is, there's a certain individuality about it and a certain personal freedom, but then people who are real bikers and real motorcyclists are also part of a community and they look out for one another. And so there's that, that, that kind of dual aspect to it that, that's really actually pretty intriguing. So I guess the point I'm coming to here is that I want to do something different with this podcast. Now, for sure, you know, episode one, I talked about how my inspiration for this podcast was the fact that I love motorcycling and I want to help other people find the joys of motorcycling that, that I've found. And I, you know, I want to help people who haven't ridden yet or new riders get started and you know, help build the community and, and help build this activity of motorcycling. But I think this is going to evolve into something in addition to that because I, I definitely want to do something with this podcast that other people are not doing. Because there are lots of podcasts, motorcycle podcasts out there, and, and each one uniquely is doing what they do very well. Like each podcast you listen to, they, they have a certain angle or a certain approach, or maybe even call it a certain philosophy, and they, they kind of stick to that. That's their, that's their theme. That's their purpose. That's what's their, what they're aiming to do. And I have no desire to reinvent or redo any of that. You know, I, I don't want to copy what's being done. I want to add to what's being done to kind of fill in or, or help expand the community and help enhance it, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Now, I've always loved helping people from the time I was, you know, a kid. And uh, years ago, I read the book Dianetics that some of you may know, you may have read. And, and that book had a profound impact on me, both in how I think about life and also in terms of the enjoyment that I get from life. There's a certain philosophy in that book that I just found really, really helpful, really, really useful. And it's provided me with some simple, easy-to-apply, clear-cut ways to help others. 
And that's why just recently, about six months ago, I became a trained and certified Dianetics counselor. So now that I have the tools and a, mean, a means to effectively help other people that are having various emotional or spiritual difficulties that are troubling them in, tr- troubling them in life. And now that's kind of an aside. This podcast is, of course, all about motorcycling. But what I want to do is use all of what I've learned and experienced in life so far, you know, during these 56 years, to help shape this podcast and make it something more than just a show about motorcycle hardware and technology, you know, as interesting as that stuff is. The human side is what interests me the most, and I think that's why I've enjoyed doing the the interviews that I did in the past two episodes so much and why I'm so looking forward to doing interviews in the future. But if I can use just some of my knowledge, education, and experience to help others find and or better enjoy the sport and activity of motorcycling, then I'll definitely be fulfilling the dream and purpose I had when I first started this podcast. So I, I guess the, the subject and title of this podcast episode, Old Man Slacker and Motorcycle Philosophy, is about me refining, kind of fine-tuning what I want to do and where I want to go with this podcast. So for sure, what I said in episode one definitely holds, you know, I want to use this as a platform to help expand the sport of motorcycling and expand the industry and get new people involved, you know, people from all walks of life. But more than that, I want to, you know, really kind of use this as a platform to help people really enjoy you know, the, the aspects of motorcycling, because it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter what you ride. If anything on two wheels, you know, anything on three wheels, you know, it's a scooter, it's an adventure motorcycle, you know, it, it's a 250cc bike, it's it's a sport bike, it's whatever, it's a touring motorcycle, it's an adventure motorcycle, it's a spider, it's a, a trike, you know, whatever it happens to be, it's like that, that spirit of motorcycling, you know, the the friendships and the adventure and the pushing yourself and and going past your limits and discovering new things and new aspects of life and finding out new things about yourself and overcoming your fears and, you know, finding limitations and and improving them and whatever. And, you know, maybe in part, I never really thought about it much. Maybe it's a thing that draws people to motorcycle racing, because if you look at kind of the, the, the science and the art of motorcycle racing, I mean, it's about constant improvement. It, you know, th- these guys are on, depending, especially the super bikes, right? These guys are on rocket ships, you know, these motorcycles that are 180 horsepower and up 200, 220 horsepower doing close to 200 miles an hour on straightaways. If you don't think that takes some courage, you know, look at it again. Now you could argue, you know, okay, maybe, maybe some of these guys, you know, are a little nutty, but I, I guarantee you one thing, they're enjoying the heck out of life. Um, and, and I think, so that's the thing is it's like this really enjoying life to the most, living it to the max, squeezing every ounce of joy and pleasure you can out of it. And so I guess that's kind of where I'm coming from. And that's, that's what I'm hoping to do with this podcast. And so I hope as it evolves episode to episode, I'm successful with that. And I hope this is something that you benefit from. So time to wrap up the show. We're a little past the half hour mark. I think that's a good amount of time for this topic. So if you want to contact me, please send me an email at so you want to ride, that's one word at yahoo.com. Or you can go to my website, so you want to ride a motorcycle.com. You'll find links on the website to all of my social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram and etc. 
Please like and leave me comments and a rating on your favorite podcast service. That'll help other people find my podcast. And it's pretty much available on all the major podcast platforms now. So iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and etc. Please like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for So You Want to Ride. Again, you'll find links on the website. And please do what you can to spread the word and help me build my online community. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I really appreciate all of the listeners and and all of the feedback that they're giving me. And I want to continue with your help to, to kind of build this community. So I know this episode was a little different than the past episodes, but I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed recording it. As I mentioned, I'll be at MotoGP and Moto America this weekend, so I'm really looking forward to that. And then on a well-deserved vacation in Hawaii with Gina. So if I don't have an episode for the next week or two, you'll know why. I am going to try to do something. I haven't quite figured out the logistics. Um, may do short little episodes of something from Hawaii, maybe from off the beach, but we'll see. But I definitely will talk to you all soon. And I want to thank you for listening. And just remember... Whatever you do, it's always time to ride. (laughs) 